was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. Skirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Chot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hello. On today's episode, we've got Amanda on to discuss the Drowning in Moonlight Gala in honor of Carrie Fisher. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. And welcome to... Tashi Station Radio for the first time, Amanda, although Hi. we hear you all the time on the Throncast. This is true. I'm very excited to be here, though. This is a super fun thing we're going to get to talk about today. Yes, very much so. Uh, we're glad to have you on to talk about it, and uh, it'll be a great event in honor of a wonderful human being. Uh, before we go too much further, though, a note from our sponsors, Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by you, our awesome Patreon subscribers. Click the link on Tashi-Station.net for more details and learn how you can support the show. And we're also brought to you in part by Her Universe. Flaunt your world with Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, Transformers, Doctor Who, and other fandom-inspired wardrobe and jewelry. Click the link on our blog to purchase awesome geek gear and keep the lights running on the podcast. And just a reminder, when you do click on the ads on the uh, on the blog, we do get a 10% cut of your sale. That yes. does help us. Yes, we do. So if you are looking to buy any new Her Universe merchandise on their brand new relaunched website... That just, Their super shiny, amazing website. It mm-hmm. is. They've got lots of cool new uh, Star Wars items like a denim jacket because apparently the 80s are back uh please uh click the link on our blog and we can uh get some assistance and uh definitely go over and check out the website because it's great uh the shipping costs have decreased dramatically thanks to the um the new agreement or i guess purchase by hot topic so yeah Amazing what happens when you you get a you get, you some get help acquired on your by Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So definitely uh, check out our our site and her the new heruniverse.com. Yes. All right, Nancy. It's that time again. Fixers Flash. It's been a while since we've gotten together though. It has. So uh, what have you been up to? Uh. Well. Well. First of all, there was Christmas. That was a thing that happened. <laughs> I got a lot of Star Wars items as per usual. Uh, I'm wearing one of them right now, my Rebel pilot f- robe, which is really nerdy. <laughs> but it looks really it, comfy and warm. It is comfy and warm. And it's got a... Uh, I laugh because I'm wearing my Stormtrooper robe. <laughs> nice. We we can fight each other. <laughs> um, so I, I finish... Uh, I'm p- polishing my last book, last, last book in started querying it and that's all i'm going to say about that process because it's a terrible awful process and fellow writers know what i'm talking about and oh hello cat um but yeah that's the thing that's happening so if you want to like send me any dog pictures or you know anything sort of like positive that would be great um 
Uh, we have a we have a cat in our office who's exploring the desk. So if you hear her jingling, that's who that is. Hi, Maz. <laughs> no, Maz, don't don't stand on the mic switch <laughs> or the sh- mixer. Up, oh, she's going on the mixer. I'm watching her. <laughs> um, she's a sound engineer cat. <laughs> Something like worse, that. Can't be any worse than how I manage a mixer. Uh, uh, of course, we saw Rogue One a bunch of times. Uh, really, only four, and we need to go again. I might see if. We're going to my mom's today. I might see if it's playing near her and maybe if she wants to go again. <laughs> uh, because we saw The Force Awakens 13 times and we're nowhere close to that with Rogue One. I don't know. It's because your family was here yeah, for Christmas. Yeah, it's because my folks were in town. And when Rogue One or uh, The Force Awakens was out, we saw it like 10 times in the first two weeks. We were like, all right, we got nothing to do today. Let's go see Star Wars. All right, we got nothing to do today. Let's go see Star Wars. But it. it it also helps that uh, TFA didn't feature and everybody dies at the end plot. Yes. So if you're if you're already feeling kind of bummed out on the day, Rogue One really isn't. <laughs> no, Rogue yeah, One it, isn't really good treatment. Yeah, it's an excellent movie, but it was not the feel good movie of the holidays. <laughs> no. no. Whereas, like Force Awakens, you know, yes, obviously it was it was sad. But the end ultimately was like, oh my god, it's Luke Skywalker and Ray's gonna give him back his lightsaber, and what's gonna happen next? You know, yeah. And- the dash of hope at the end of The Force Awakens was more powerful than the dash of hope at the end of Rogue One, especially because the dash of hope at the end of Rogue One we knew about, yeah, because it's the opening to A New Hope, right? And then also real life events made that dash of hope really sad that's why i've only seen rogue one one time yeah um but yeah it it was good movie and also a good movie was hidden figures if you have not seen that yet go see it now it's a movie about uh african-american mathematicians working at nasa in the early days of the space program and all the work they did to help put uh, John Glenn into orbit and just, you know, support the program in general. And it's a really good um, history of that time period. Um, They touch obviously on segregation because it takes place in Virginia. They touch on sexism in regards to women workers in general, uh, racism when, you know, in regards to, the one black female worker in the space task group and how she had to run a mile to go to the bathroom because there were no bathrooms in her building that she could use. Um, and mostly because I I got my master's in history, if people don't know that. And uh, one of the things I focused on was like the stuff they don't teach you, like social history, uh, which has a lot more women in it. <laughs> <laughs> then you know wars were fought and leaders were elected so it, it's a great movie very inspirational and highly recommend it brian you also liked it a lot yeah it was fantastic <laughs> i mean if you like if you like uh, anything about that subject from that era if you enjoyed tom hanks uh uh, from the Earth to the Moon uh, docu-drama miniseries, you will love Hidden Figures. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I'm rereading The Price of the Stars for the book club. Uh, long-time listeners 
of Tashi Station Radio will remember me talking about The Price of the Stars and the rest of the Mage Worlds trilogy around the time we first started the podcast in 2012. Oh, has it really been that long? Yes, it has. Are we in year five? We are in year five. Oh. I believe I just had on my Facebook memories pop up the when I linked to the podcast for the first time. Oh, my God. <laughs> We hit our five-year anniversary of this show, and we didn't realize it. Happy anniversary. Yay. <laughs> oh, good night. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I gave you an existential crisis. We've that been doing it. this show a while. Yep. Yep, we have. Uh, but yeah, I'm rereading that book, um, mostly because I let the book club kind of stall because of all the things that have been going on, and, you know, and... I was like, okay, I need. I I was planning to read these books anyway at the beginning of the year, um, because I'm rereading them. It doesn't take me as much effort, and because I'm also rereading other books for the Throncast, and I'm trying to keep up with the Vorkosigan reread on Tor.com. So I'm like, I need to give myself a break until we're done with the Throncast. <laughs> so please read these books; they're really good. If you like legends and especially Jaina solo and the solo family you will love these books amanda you should read them if you haven't i have not i will put them on my list um yeah i start i started reading them because uh dunk from club jade mentioned that one of her favorite space opera series she thought started as star wars fanfic so i was like what series is it and she linked <laughs> me and then i read the description i'm like oh my god yeah totally um <laughs> it's, it's basically like Han, if Han Solo and Leia had a daughter, had a you know three children, one of them being a daughter who doesn't want to like follow in their footsteps, it's pretty much exactly what it is. But so yeah, it yeah yeah you, yeah it's totally <laughs> up your alley. Read that. You definitely definitely should. And um the and the best part is is so much like Legends, but it the first book came out in ninety two. So it's not, and they had been started writing it like a long time before then, um, like with short stories and stuff. So it's not like they had read the expanded universe and been inspired by it and like just wrote serial numbers off fanfic. Like this was their story that they came up with um, and how it actually paralleled what we got in Legends with like the three kids and everything was really... <laughs> It's just really funny and how that worked out, but yes. I will have to read that. I miss those three children. I miss them. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Yeah. Especially the good child. <laughs> Was there any? <laughs> well, the one who died early. That one. No, no. Jaina Solo was a very good child. She was. I so, love her. So was Anakin. I will always love her. So was Anakin. I love her. My favorite thing about the Solo children is that the like hippie animal lover was the one who turned evil. <laughs> Yeah. And not the rebellious teenager who had mom issues. <laughs> I never understand yeah. how that worked out. But yes, that's my evangelization for Mage Worlds. I'm sorry for people who have listened to the podcast for a long time and heard me do it again. <laughs> but um, it's really good. Uh, and also, uh, Brian, I can let you talk about this too. We we watched the Crown um, series on Netflix, and it was really good. And Queen Elizabeth is a bamf, and you should go watch it. Second best television from 2016, as far as I'm concerned. It was very good, and uh, Claire Foy was amazing. 
and also John Lovett or John Lovett's. Why did I say John Lovett? <laughs> okay, John Lovett's <laughs> is Winston Churchill. Now that's something else. John Lithgow, on the other hand. John Lovett's. <laughs> Please someone Photoshop that. <laughs> What's a famous Winston Churchill line? I don't know. <laughs> it's too early for that. Never in the course of human events has so much been owned by so many to so few. Oh. Never in the course of human events. <laughs> oh my God. What have I done? I Acting. <laughs> Note to self, do not feed Brian lines ever again. But now I, lo- I have this image of John Lovitz as Winston Churchill and it oh. fills my head with so much delight. I'm sorry. We have uh, a Photoshop whiz. <laughs> he can send up the Captain America signal and get him. Heath, I need you to get on that. Yeah. So yeah, um, we watched the crowd and it was really good. And Philip is such a jerk. Oh my god, I want to punch him in the face. I don't know how Elizabeth didn't Holy punch him crap. in the face. Matt Smith is so good at playing just a horrible asshole. He, he is. He's so smarmy. Ugh. But yeah. <clears throat> Um. Yes. Uh. Watch it. It's good. What else have you been up to, Brian? Uh. Yeah, pretty much. I've been doing everything you've been doing. So I don't really. Have <laughs> you've also been watching it. something, kind of religiously. <laughs> every time I come home from work, when you're working. Oh from yeah, home. I'm rewatching all of Acquisitions Incorporated. Can you describe what that is for people who okay, don't know? Okay. So Acquisitions Incorporated is a live play. Uh, sort of celebrity Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign that occurs uh, at uh, the Penny Arcade Expo. Uh, they've had some big names roll in and out of the cast. Will Wheaton was there for a while. Pat Rothfuss is a regular now, um, and it's uh, it, it's fun. It Ack Inc was the inspiration for uh, of Dice and Droids. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of that lately. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> and. Uh, when are we going to play the Force Awakens beginner game, Brian? Uh, you know, I've actually been thinking about that. I actually want to find a first-time GM. Oh. To, Not uh, me. <laughs> actually, you, you, no. should, you should give this a shot. I don't want to. I, I think I think you'd be a great GM. Well, I decline the honor. Why? You'd have a great time. You'd be great at no. it. No. You yeah, but you'd probably be like me and wind up like doing way more work than you need to. Exactly. And having I, I I tend to have like soundtracks and physical props ready for parts of the run that the team winds up not even going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> this I have learned from Rolls and Rolls and from Ambercon that I will be super prepared and the team will be like, or we're going to go over here. And I'll be like, well, over there has a big wall that says, nope, you got to come back this way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get a we'll get a new GM and uh, we'll get some new first time players and Jay because Jay. (laughs) Because Jay makes great characters and chaos. Yeah, Jay is the Jay is the player chaos that every campaign (laughs) needs. Yeah, so that's really it for me. Amanda, what have you been up to? I I am getting ready to relocate back to the United States from Germany. Hooray! I'm so sorry. <laughs> right, but but it's easier to um, mail letters full of very fine grain glitter to the White House from inside the U.S. So um, that's my big plan. Uh, mail a lot of glitter 
to uh to, to make the sure it looks like glitter and not any something else that could get you on the fbi list <laughs> oh yeah no it's gonna clearly be craft glitter like i'm gonna yeah nice um it, yeah that's my plan um so i've been dealing with that uh trying to coordinate what clothes i want to wear to star wars celebration in april because those have to come with me in my luggage because the movers won't have my stuff back to me in time oh. so that's all exciting and uh, because this is going to be the first Star Wars celebration for my family, um, spoiler alert, I completely ditched them and went to celebration in London by myself. As you should. Um, I am, we are teaching our three-year-old how to do the Darth Vader breathing sound Aww. effect. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's super fun. He's very excited. I want to get him a little Kylo Ren costume because he wants to hug every Darth Vader he sees. Oh, my God. Um, which I think will make some super adorable pictures. It is. That would be adorable. <laughs> so, also, my favorite is anytime he spots it in the wild now, he will point and say, that's the Millennium Falcon. And Aww. hearing the words Millennium Falcon come out of a three-year-old is um, also pretty cute. So, That's adorable. Mostly I'm training my preschooler to uh, make people melt at celebration. Aww. I approve. And then the rest of my time is spent working on the uh, the gala that we're going to talk about here in a little while. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, writing a book that's due to the publisher. I'm going to have a rewrite due really soon, but uh, I have to get the information for the rewrite first. So, Yeah, that's kind of important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A book coming out ahead of mine has got some information I need to include in it. So yeah. waiting on that. But, yeah, that's my life. Cool. Well, that brings us uh, off to uh, what's new on the blog, and it's a lot. We're sorry we've uh, been sporadic on the recording uh, since October, um, but we are back in a full recording schedule now that uh, we have dealt with family visiting, holidays, multiple side projects. Yeah. We Nano. might we might be every other week just because we're doing Thronkas every week, and it takes a really long time for me to do the show notes. <laughs> but um, you can listen to that. It's a good show. You should listen to it. <laughs> yeah, so at the very least, we'll be back here with TSR every other week. Yes. Uh, we might we might tweak some episodes to be shorter, catching up on the news episodes on those yes. in-between weeks. Yes, and also doing celebration tips leading up to celebration. Yes, which I should probably start working on. Yes. Yay. Okay. <laughs> What's new in the blog, Nancy? I'm going to make you help me with this because it's a lot, a lot of lists. All right. Well, I'll start then. Uh, we've got Rebels Reviews, Ghosts of Geonosis, Warhead, and Trials of the Dark Saber. Trials of the Dark Saber was really good. So good. Um, and Getting I- to watch Rebels is one of the things I'm most looking forward to <laughs> about returning to the United States. I have never seen a single episode of rebels so i'm gonna get to go home and binge watch all of it that's i i think that's one of the best ways to watch it because the the first season was short the second season was longer but like the way they air them there there's a lot of like hiatuses like now they're on another hiatus for a few weeks but like getting to watch them all back to back it's really it makes it really easy to see how the stories flow together and how everything is building um but yeah, uh, I loved that the last episode was about Sabine, and even though there were other, you know, Kanan and Ezra were parts of it, it was very clearly about Sabine, which... Even though I kind of wanted to punch Ezra a couple of times. Well, I, he's, he's a child. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ezra. <laughs> he tries. Gold star. 
Uh, we also got a bunch of comic reviews from Bria, including Poe Dameron and uh, Dr. Afra. Both series, both series are fantastic, and I don't know why my microphone stopped working. So uh, continue on. Uh oh. Uh yes, that's a problem. We've got new episode. We've got new episodes of Western Reaches of Dice and Droids, Ace Space, and the Throncast, of course. Uh, Yay, Throncast! Up oh, there's my microphone. Yay. I think I got a bad cable. I need to replace. Uh. Yeah, but uh, we we just finished uh, Dark Force Rising on Thronecast. We're going to be recapping that next week and then moving on to The Last Command. And when we finish that, uh, Thron will almost be out. Barreling towards the finish line. Yes. Uh, I'll let you take the next one, Brian. Uh, we've got a review from Matthew Bowers on uh, The Expanse Blu-ray set season one. Season two, by the way, premieres next week. If you are not watching The Expanse, you should be, uh, because it is the best uh, space opera science fiction uh, on television right now. Definitely. It's yeah. it's Battlestar Galactica, but you don't hate everybody. <laughs> you hate some people, but... Not everyone, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I I love this show, and um, the first season is only eight episodes. I think one is two hours long, but it's only eight individual episodes. And then um, uh, I'm not sure how long the second season is. I think it's I think it's I think it's a run of ten. Yeah, they've ordered for this which season. I really like the shorter seasons. I think they're that's I I I like that format. Um. So yeah, uh, we are going to be recording the first two episodes uh, because I'm having surgery on Thursday, so I'm going to watch them while I am recuperating. <laughs> uh, we've also got reviews for uh, uh, Wayfarer, which is the newest Alexandra Bracken book. Uh, she wrote The Princess, the Scoundrel, and the Farm Boy. Uh, and uh, we were we received a review copy of her latest book, so um, you could go read that. Uh, we also have reviews of the Rogue One novelization and the audiobook, of course. Um, and uh, you know, props to Bria and Matthew for reviewing them so quickly. Uh, and also, Matthew does a really good job of reviewing the audiobooks, so that like both content wise and production wise. So if you've ever considered listening to a star Wars audiobook but aren't sure. Yeah, definitely check out his reviews. Uh, he, yeah. he takes a lot of care to uh, review on the production aspects of audio books, uh, uh, apart from the actual content yeah. of the book. Uh, we also have a rogue one round table, uh, where we discussed our initial reactions for the movie and finally, uh, Bria has been doing a Knights of the Old Republic replay and also reading the comics as she goes along. Uh, so you can follow along with her. Uh, and if you also follow her on Twitter, you see that she has been making a uh, costume for celebration from uh, one of the characters from Knights of the Old Republic 2. And it looks really awesome. Bria has superpowers. She does. Like, she, <laughs> she is on top of everything all the time. Girlfriend has got it together. <laughs> this like, like be facts. like Bria, but don't actually try to be like Bria because you won't be able to. <laughs> she's kind of superhuman. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so yeah, that's all what's new on the blog. A lot of stuff. Which means it's now time for Deke's Dirt News from Around Fandom. And we start with F- uh, M- Aftermath. <laughs> I was caught between three different titles there. Aftermath, Empire's End is out February 27th. This will conclude the 21st. After- 21st, 21st, sorry. February 21st. Don't make me wait six more days. <laughs> I, I, I'm still sad that we've got the first, uh, we had the first pushback. I know. I'm, I am still, because we would have it right now. We would have it right now. Mm-hmm. I would have read and reviewed the book and probably read it a second time by now. I know. Sadness. Uh, yeah, so that is out February 21st. That will conclude the Aftermath trilogy. Yes, I'm very excited and also scared. <laughs> I, I am too. I am- I am making sure not to schedule a flight that day and making sure to schedule my nanny for extra hours because the thing that I get to do here in Germany is uh, it loads itself onto my Kindle sometime around 9 a.m. local time because my Kindle thinks it's in Seattle. Oh, God. So when it's midnight, I get it. And uh, I wake up, I get my coffee, I sit down, I read the book, the whole thing, start to finish. Excellent. And this one's over 400 pages, so it's going to take me probably eight or nine hours. Bloodline took me almost nine hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that's how I spend my day. And then I immediately spit out a review and put it up on the blog for you guys to be like, do you know how many typos are in this? At which point I say, guys, I've read it straight through nine hours. I'm not thinking straight. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I am I'm very much looking forward to spending my day with Chuck Wendig and the gang again on February 21st. I just, I, I just hope not everyone dies. <laughs> I can't, I can't even, I can't even, because if, 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 if we lose Wedge, it's not going to be okay. No, it's, it's not going to be okay. Chuck is going to get a strongly worded tweet out of me. Chuck, if you kill Wedge, we're coming up to Pennsylvania. <laughs> we're going to have words. Be like the mob on your lawn with pitchforks. No, we won't. <laughs> So I don't even want to joke about that because sadly there are people who would take that seriously and actually do that because they're terrible people. <laughs> but I don't want him to die. And I don't want Sinjir to die. I'm okay with Sinjir dying if other people also die. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, that book is coming out. We've also got Thrawn, which is coming out the week of celebration, which means I will be reading furiously on, uh, Tuesday nights. Yeah, which means- And uh, Wednesday night while we're in line. <laughs> which means, uh, Tim Zahn's gonna be a lit track all-star this year. He is. And people better not, you know, talk spoilers while- they're in line and stuff because people won't be able to read it in two days. So, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I will be reading it on Tuesday and bringing it with me on my nonstop flight on Wednesday. So, uh, Oh, you're flying Alaska out of Seattle. I am. Um, I have a three-year-old and changing planes is a pain in the nose and also mm-hmm. other parts. So when I found the nonstop flight, I was like, and booked. That is a flight I am very familiar with, the 830 out of Seattle. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's the one. Um, yeah, so we have a blurb for that. And um, it's kind of bland. It doesn't really discuss a lot of plot, but it did get my excitement up because it said the it began with after Thrawn is rescued from exile by Imperial soldiers and I just went canon <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. I was like, is one of those P- Imperial soldiers named Voss Park, please? <laughs> uh yeah so because those of you who aren't familiar with Thrawn uh that that is his origin he was exiled from Chiss society and taken in by the empire so this gives me hope that Tim is gonna keep as much as he's allowed to um while still creating a new story because this is a, a time period in Thrawn's life we didn't really get covered before so now what's interesting is there was a follow-up tweet from the Star Wars books folks saying that this is a Thrawn story but it is also a Governor Price story yes and which, I I am all in on that yeah I was really glad to see her list her uh named in the uh was it in the blurb she was yeah she was named in the blurb yeah um, and I, uh, am really glad to see that I, cause I want to learn more about her and I think Zahn will write her really well. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Zahn's always had a knack for writing really interesting Imperials. So him getting a shot at, uh, writing Governor Price, I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently- yeah. That does not make me sad. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am very much okay with this development. Yeah. Actually, wait. Oh, yeah, she is in there. She's like, but even though Thrawn dominates the battlefield, he has much to learn in the arena of politics, where ruthless administrator Arinda Price holds the power to be a potent ally or a brutal enemy. And I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm excited. Right? You just want to push the drama button? Like, yeah. Like, you need music there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it in post. <laughs> Um, we've also got blurbs for the Disney Press uh, Rogue One prequel novels. Uh, the first one is a YA novel starring Jin called Rebel Rising, and it's written by Beth Revis. Yay, I'm glad Beth got a book. She uh, wrote the Across the Universe uh, series, um, if you're familiar with those. And the second book is called Guardians of the Wills. It's starring Bays and Chirooch, obviously, and it's written by Greg Rucka. And this is a middle grade novel, uh, so there probably won't be all the smooching I want there to be. But Greg Rucka is writing it, so I can hope for maybe yeah, if, some little subversive things in if there. If you have not checked out Greg Bays Rucka's uh, previous <laughs> entries into the middle grade Star Wars uh, offerings, you should because they yeah. are quite good. He's really good. He wrote Smuggler's Run, uh, the Han middle grade book, which I was like the least excited about because it's Han. And I ended up really, really liking it uh, because I just I really liked the way he writes. And he also wrote Before the Awakening. Which somehow made uh, Ray getting stranded on Jakku even more painful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Congrats, Craig Rucker. You made a sad backstory even sadder. And of course, he wrote uh, Shattered Empire, which is amazing. So, yeah, those are coming out, I think, May 2nd. So, looking forward to those. And that is all for Fixer's Flash. But there is Big's bullshit Star Wars film news, and we got some stuff here. Hey, we've got an episode, we've got a uh, title for episode eight. It is called The Last Jedi. Now, what does this mean? Did you know that Jedi can be singular or plural? <laughs> I was just about to make the same. Apparently, every single human on Twitter made that same joke in like two hours with each other. It's going to be, it's cool. What I like about it is that it tells us, and what I mean I like is I wish I had been there to see the look on Nancy's face when the title was revealed. I wish I had too. I was at work and I G chatted it to Luke her. A centric movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm 
excited about that. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm really annoyed with all of the, I hope Luke doesn't die stuff and all of the, you know, worries that aren't you, well, Luke is so dead, Luke is so dead, Luke is so dead. Because I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I, so we, someone asked me to talk about this on the podcast because they wanted to be reassured. So here's my reasoning. All right, everybody, settle in. <laughs> Shut up. It's not that long. So episode seven, The Force Awakens, uh, featured Harrison Ford in a prominent role. Harrison Ford, as many of you know, is not too keen on being in Star Wars, but came back for a role where he had a lot to do and also in which he died. <laughs> uh, and one can assume maybe they were like, hey, uh, guess what? You get your wish and get to die in this movie. Okay, let's be real here. <laughs> the only way that Harrison Ford was coming back to play Han Solo is if Han Solo was killed off. <laughs> But it did not have to be in episode seven. He was cool killing Han Solo in eight or nine. Well, he was cool with that. He was yeah. fine with doing three movies, but yeah, I mean, but he's he not. Cut, he doesn't Solo agree to come. Like 1986. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't agree to come back if he's not getting killed somewhere but, in this trilogy. Yeah, and so I was I was super sad that they chose to do it in episode seven because I really I really really needed him to come home to Leia and then die. I was, I'm just upset we will never get to see Luke and Han on screen again together. Uh, just so they, they'll never get to reprise their how we doing. Same as always. That bad, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, well now that I've made us sad. Um, <laughs> so Han Solo's death in The Force Awakens is probably uh, unequivocally the Number one most heartbreaking, well-done death in Star Wars. Um, before, I was talking about this uh, to Brian, and I was saying before Han's death, there really weren't any deaths in the movie that really struck, you know, got me as emotional as certain deaths in the EU, which I won't mention right now because certain podcasts are reading through those books right now. Hi, Padron. Hi, Padron. <laughs> but um, if you, you, you know which one I'm talking about if you've read those books. And um, there's other, uh, you know, deaths in the New Jedi Order that are, you know, kind of heartbreaking. That time the moon fell down. And also, uh, you know, none shall pass. That was, you know, a moment. Um, but yeah, those were always the ones that I thought of as, you know, really emotional deaths. Obviously, you know, Qui-Gon is emotional, but it wasn't like you, not, there was no attachment to the characters as there was to Han Solo. And this is coming from yeah, me. And, and with Padme, we knew it was coming. Yeah. Well, yeah, this with is, Padme, well, we knew it was coming. And Padme, I was too angry about the way it was written to be really upset about it at the time. But we knew, but we saw it coming. Like, yeah. With Padme, there was no surprise. Yeah. I mean, because it was even already if canon that she, well, she wasn't in the in in the OT, so it was pretty much everyone assumed. But yeah. But you know, there's like you know, Yoda's death is sad, and Darth Vader's death is really emotional, but it's emotional for Luke. Um, whereas Han's death is emotional for Han, obviously, for Kylo. For Chewbacca, for Rey, for Finn, for Leia, 
uh, one can assume for Luke, even though we don't see his reaction, you can just see it on his face um, later on. And all of us watching the movie, <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, it's got to be one of the most impactful moments in Star Wars. Uh, I will tell the story. Um, we saw The Force Awakens many times in theaters. A couple of times together, we got a babysitter. And then a couple of times we would trade. Mm -hmm. I would go to like the 1 p.m. show and then come home and he would go to the 6 p.m. show. Right. So we had probably seen it five or six times. At this point, and I look at my husband, and I'm like, okay, I finally, I just have to ask. <laughs> Kylo Ren is wounded in the woods before the lightsaber battle at the end. Like, how does that happen? How does he get hurt? Oh, God. <laughs> and Andrew's like, Chewie shoots him. And I'm like, when? And he describes the moment to me, and then he's like, while well, you're sobbing into your handkerchief. Yeah. I literally missed that piece of action <laughs> at least the first six times I saw the film because of, like, my sobs. Yeah, I mean, I remember the whole the whole theater just kind of, like, like it, was so, it was so quiet. You could hear a pin drop, and then everyone was just, like, really upset, and then Chewie shot him, and everyone cheered. Uh, and then, like, every as everyone's leaving the theater, it's like everyone looks kind of shell-shocked, like, oh, my God, what just happened? But my point is, is that death is so impactful, and it's impactful for us, the audience, um, but also for the characters, and... I don't think it would have been impactful if it was just say, you know, Han Solo died in oh, in battle or, you know, he crashed with the Falcon. Like, no, it was his son stabbing him in the chest in a quiet moment, you know, a confrontation of him trying to bring him back home. Killing Luke in episode eight would just not have the same impact after yeah, that they, death. They already spent their... Uh the yeah. emotional capital they can get out of a character. It's death. like, for example, this could be a really weird analogy, but go with me here. So in the movie Jaws. <laughs> All right, I'm following. <laughs> there is that scene where the shark jumps out of the water as Brody is like tossing the chum into the the ocean and he's not looking and then all of a sudden he turns around and he just like freaks out and jumps up and steps back. And then, you know, I think we're going to need a bigger boat. That that scene. That's a huge jump moment for both him and the audience. Later on, there's a scene where there's another jump scare with, I think, like a scuba diver or something under the water. And I've read interviews or like something where they're saying that they wish they hadn't done that second one because it didn't have the same effect as it did because of the first one. Like, they should have just kept the first one and that's it. So that's how I feel. Like, if you're going to end up killing Luke in episode eight, you're just going for the heartache. And if, you, if you're going to kill Luke, wait till nine. <laughs> and also let him die, like, peacefully, like, in his sleep or something. Like, like Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. Like, Yoda. someone's like, you don't, so you don't think Luke, Luke is going to die at all? I'm like... I don't. I see him surviving the trilogy and being there for whatever movies they do in the future and being the Yoda as opposed to the Obi-Wan right now. Um, 
because and, and they already killed their Obi Wan. Mark Hamill yeah. is having making these movies. Like he would be down for that. Yeah, someone tried to claim that Mark Hamill has no interest in doing Star Wars, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> like the Did man you see has the exper- photos of them arriving at airports when everyone in the cast has on like hoodies and sunglasses, and Mark's going around high fiving people. And it's not hey guys. I'm Mark Hamill. And it's not like in after Star Wars when he was typecast and that's all he did like the man is experiencing a career renaissance right now um and he's having a blast yeah he's on the flash he's doing a ton of voiceover work he's doing pop culture quests yeah and you also you, you do have to remember bringing up the voiceover work that he has had 30 some odd years to us to re redo his career as a voice actor mm-hmm. and a very successful one so He's happy where he is with his career. Yeah, he's I think, like, and you can tell, like, he's you know really glad he gets to come back, and he's like he keeps saying, you know, hopefully I get I get to talk in this one, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I'm, I just I just don't see it happening, and like especially if it's in a confrontation with Kylo, it's like okay, but you already did that, you know. <laughs> Um, and killing his uncle isn't going to have the same effect well, as killing his dad. They have to do something other than have Kylo kill someone to prove how menacing yeah. of a Evan antagonist Kylo is. Mm-hmm. So they've used they've used that one in the arsenal. They have to start doing some other things. To I, I need uh, Kylo in a sobbing heap on the ground, begging for his mommy. Yeah, don't we all though. That's what I need. Uh, yes, so you don't think that they're going to kill Luke in episode eight. I I don't. That's the moral of the story. (laughs) All right. Well, moving on to the uh, next bullet point in which we started this segment 15 minutes ago. Uh, Woody Harrelson is joining the cast of the Han Solo standalone. Everyone thinks he'll be space uh, Hamish, but I'm hoping for space Woody Boyd. No, uh... Someone asked him about Garrus Shrike, and he was like, oh, yeah, even though he oh. has no idea who that is. And also, Garrus Shrike wasn't Han's mentor. No, he was not Space Fagan. Dulana was, bad, was, bad was his mentor, people. Come on! Get your, get your, uh, get your legends right. Come yeah. on, come well, on. If you look at the old because remember we've we've had to erase legends from our memory now if you look at that first draft of a script from the empire strikes back yeah it talked about someone they referred to as quote unquote his stepfather and he's like he's not my stepfather um who had been his mentor who was very powerful so Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if they're hearkening back to that character who we wound up never meeting because they were completely written out of the universe yeah also, that version of the script of The Empire Strikes Back is hilarious, and everyone should go find it and read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, or the original Bracken. Uh, yeah, with Dinner with Vader. Dinner with Vader. The uh, where they actually sit down and have Dinner with Vader. Yeah, that's right. Dinner with Vader. Yeah. I don't even know how you'd make that work. Uh, okay. Um, um, apparently, the way Leia did it was by drinking a lot. Yeah, well, how else would you get through it? So yeah, um, we've uh, yeah Woody Harrison. Um, that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I think the whole Han movie is going to be interesting to see. <laughs> I don't think people That's know. That's a what nice to way to put it. <laughs> I don't think people know what to expect, but um, I mean, just I'm look so at the dubious. two. I'm so dubious. Just look at the two guys directing it. I just hope there are more women in it, please. Yeah, 
And maybe yeah. maybe not another white girl. Yeah. Okay, can we put a moratorium on white brunettes? <laughs> I'm like, I'm a white girl and I'm an actor. And so I should be like, yay, more jobs I could read for. But no, really. Can we get some not white girls, please? Yeah. That, I mean, w- that would be swell. Yeah, I uh, am a white brunette girl and I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good for the time being. Um, so... Yeah, um, one of the things we wanted to talk about, and not really too much, because mainly the moral of this storyline is we don't know, and whatever Lucasfilm does will be good. And that is, of course, Leia in Episode 8 and 9. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are starting up their think pieces of what is going to happen to Leia's role now that Carrie Fisher has passed away. Um... I don't really want to think about it yet because it's still too sad. Um, We didn't record. We didn't record anything after she died. Anything after she passed away because we're just. I I I can't speak for you, Amanda, but Nancy and I are just getting to the point now where we can even begin talking about it rationally. Yeah, that's exactly. I I have looked at one thing that somebody wrote and that was like yesterday or the day before Mm -hmm. um it's the first time i've been able to bring myself to even look at that stuff i i'm gonna care about star wars i'm gonna care about leia's character that character has been with me my entire life and has been a guiding force in my entire life but carrie herself has been such a guiding force in my adult life that i'm just not ready to think about star wars yeah i mean i i could she is concerned I couldn't do a memorial episode. I and I frankly still can't. Um, yeah. um, if you want to do a memorial episode that is nothing but me sobbing into the microphone for an hour and a half, uh, <laughs> that could be arranged. Well, but, yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. I can't compose myself well enough to do that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've I've you know talked about it a little bit on forums and on you know online and really there's a few options. Well, first of all, Leia's you know Carrie Fisher finished filming episode eight, so episode eight is done. Now whether they change it at all based on the fact that they're going to have to change nine, we don't know, and only Ryan Johnson knows. And only that is an option where they could they could move some scenes around, yeah, and cut footage that they shot for eight into nine. Yeah, that is that's something that happens. It is, yeah. I mean, if Philip Seymour Hoffman died while they were filming Mockingjay, and you know they kind of did digital stuff to to put his scenes in that movie, um, so it's it's possible, and like they can definitely do that. Um, and another, you know, other options are, you know write her out of the movie somehow um write her out of nine whether general organa is off screen um you know or whether they kill leia off which i hope they don't do because again i don't think it'll be as impactful and it'll be you know it'll everyone will know forever they just killed her off because of carrie fisher and i kind of you know i would be sad if that was if that was how leia ended um but, you know, and they Lucasfilm has said they're not going to use CG to create a performance for her in episode Actually, nine. what they said is we have no plans, plans to do that at this time. Right. Which may mean they have no plans at all because of, they knew her. They knew her better than we did. They 
probably aren't ready to talk about Star Wars yet either. So I don't no, think they're not. Yeah. At all. Um, I think they're they're gonna get eight cut together and maybe then start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um I am really of two minds about CG. A, I thought the Tarkin thing was kind of amazing. Um and they had all the correct permissions in place to do it. The fact is, I know Carrie saw Rogue One. She saw it in Bruges. She did. Um, and uh, she made jokes about how it was some of her best work. Uh, and her <laughs> other joke was that Leia in the movie had had too much Botox. Yes. Which I was like, yeah, that is exactly how that face moved. Um, I could see her telling some producer at Lucasfilm, oh, yeah, CGI me forever. Make me immortal, bitches. Yeah. But could you do me a favor and take off 15 years and 20 pounds? Like, <laughs> That is something she would say. And if she wanted that, if she wanted to be made immortal and forever recreated in CG, give me a solo Leia movie with it. Like, do what Carrie would have wanted. But also if she was like, hmm, that's a little creepy. I don't want them to do that to me. Then I hope that they do it with cut-in footage. And I know she's got a stand-in. Yeah. Who can be her from behind and can be her from a distance. And I know she's got a stunt double. Right. So between those things, there is a way to let Leia's story continue without using CG, if that's not something Carrie would have wanted. Yeah. Right. Ultimately, though, um, this is something I think it really comes down to her estate and her family. Yeah. Whatever her family says they want here, whatever they're comfortable with is what they should do. Yeah, I get really uncomfortable when I see fans say Lucasfilm can't do this or they shouldn't do this. Um, you know, you can, we can have we can all have our opinions, but this is a terrible thing that happened. It's never going to be the ideal. Any decision they make is going to be bad, a bad one because you can't make this good. There is no good that comes I mean, out the, of it. <laughs> the yeah. only the only good decision is going with whatever Todd, Billy, and the rest of the family say. Yeah. And if I mean, and I'm not saying I'm not saying the movie the movies won't be good and you know the, that you know they should just not bother trying, but whatever they end up doing isn't going to be the ideal, which is to have Carrie Fisher film episode 9 and go on the press tour for episode 8 and be her amazing self, you know. Amazing. Yeah. So And I think it's really unfair to, you know, put all the expectations on to Lucasfilm, who are also grieving someone they knew and cared about very, very much. Like, I can't imagine, like, you know, the actors having to go back and filming Nine and her not being there. It's Yeah, so this is a case where I'm just trying not to project what I'd want to see onto what they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, if the family says that Leia should be written out, then write Leia out. If the family says use CG, use CG. If the family says uh, get creative with uh, doubles, do that. I'm, I my hope is that Lucasfilm uh, is just respectful with uh, yeah. what Billy and Todd would like. Yep, and Julie and Trisha yeah. and Catherine. Yeah, I. Knowing what I know about the movie making business, because for people that don't know, that's what I do for a living. I work in movies and television. Um, there is a way to include Leia in the story 
no matter what. There are half a dozen ways to let Leia's story get told, whatever they decide that's going to be from here on out, um, that the family will be comfortable with. And whichever one of those they pick, as long as at the end of the day, no one that was close to Carrie is angry about it, yeah. mm-hmm. then I'm going to not be angry about it either. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the most important thing to me, though, is that whatever happens, the family the family is uh, at peace with it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think we said our piece about Princess Leia's role in, I'm sorry, General Organa is her proper title. Uh, That's right. Don't call her princess. She doesn't like it anymore. Nope. Um, So, yeah. um, But we do want to talk about a lot more. So, yeah, we've been on a we've been on a really downer note for a little (laughs) bit here. Let's let's uh, get away from that and steer into something much more fun. Because Carrie Fisher was nothing if not fun. And yeah, she would be like annoyed with us for Yeah, she loved fun. <laughs> the downer talk. She liked ridiculous things like glitter and purple eye- eyeliner and uh she loved parties. And so we're going to throw her a party. A big one. Yeah. Uh so um uh well Brian, I'll you should talk about it cuz it was kind of your I well, you had the genesis for the idea okay, and then right. Amanda ran with okay. it. Yeah, this is my idea in as much in that right. I said something on Twitter and people smarter than me ran with it. Okay, but you said something, so give yourself credit and say what you said and what you I don't even remember what I said oh at this point. You said you thought we should do something should be done at celebration to honor Carrie Fisher and you know, raise money for the charities that she uh, supported and, you know, talk about her influence in fandom. Uh, And then other people were like, yes, this has to be done. And Amanda, you were one of those people and you have event planning uh, experience. So we hired you for our no money job. Um, (laughs) The... (laughs) The, the day that we heard that Carrie passed, it was, it was early where you guys were, but I was cooking dinner, um, picked up my phone and, uh, the news had been out for four minutes. Yeah. Um, and I fell on my kitchen floor and didn't get up again until the smoke alarm went off because, oh, right. I was cooking mm. that, that didn't end well. Um, so I left the kitchen and went back to my room and was just sort of a mess for a little while and then wound up getting on Twitter because that's where all of my fandom friends are and we're all reeling together online and Brian says tweets we really should do some sort of memorial event celebration to raise money for charity and this tweet got a lot of positive response and mine was I know how to do that (laughs) do you really want to do this and the next thing I know my slack is turning orange and telling me yes I really want to do this can we really do this and I was like yeah yeah, if you're in, let's do it. And then Brian tweets out, hey, we're going to, I mean, this is within probably 12 hours. Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do a charity event honoring Carrie during celebration. Who's in? And within the first. There was a bunch of, there was some, you know, such a good response from, you know, the whole fan community um, wanting to help and be involved. Really high profile and fandom people. Um, 
all being like, here's my email, add me to the channel. Yep. So we have this amazing community that came together and we're like, we're going to do this. Right. And it's going to be a hell of a party. Um, the party is going to be called Drowning in Moonlight. This is based on a quote of Carrie's from Wishful Drinking that uh, she said that no matter how she passed, she wanted it reported that she was drowned in moonlight, strangled by her own bra. So uh, <laughs> because Carrie enjoyed ridiculous plays on words and sprees of irreverent speak, we decided that that would be a way to honor hers by being a little silly with the title. Um, but it's going to be poolside at the Rosen Center. That's going to be on Thursday night, first night of Star Wars Celebration. And we, we have been thrilled. very careful with the scheduling on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, we're going to not go up against Disney or the 501st because <laughs> we want all those people at our party. We were really excited to get to work with the Rosen Center, um, not only because they have this exquisite poolside venue for the party, but because they are practically on top of the convention center. Um, that means that people who are coming from Star Wars Celebration don't have to worry about riding, driving, getting a cab, getting an Uber, paying a fare to get to the event. And also, just as importantly, um, this is an adults event. We are saying ages 16 and up. There will be a great deal of alcohol served <laughs> at this party. You don't want anybody to worry about having to drive or find a ride or cross streets to get back to the convention center because of the close of our event is going to coincide pretty closely with the opening of the queues for the next day. <laughs> yeah. You so you just, can, uh, come you can work off your hangovers in line <laughs> in the queue. That's the, you can stumble right back into the queue hall at the end and, of the event. And don't worry if you are not a drinker, we will have other, uh, carry themed options for you, such as what Carrie's having, which is, uh, a Coke diet. and lots of ice. <laughs> yeah, Coke and ice. That's yeah, what I'll Coke be having. Extra ice. That's what I'll be having. Coke with extra ice. <laughs> um, we've got some amazing things planned for this party. Um, we're going to have souvenir photos. We're going to have pots of glitter available for purchase so that everyone the rest of the weekend at Celebration can see you with your purple glitter and know that you came to the memorial with us. Craft um, herpes for everyone. <laughs> we call it burlesque herpes. Yeah, it's true. It will get on everything and it's fantastic. Um, and it will be purple. I've got it ordered already. Um, we have some fantastic door prizes from our partners at Delray Books. I got to give them a huge shout out. Um, Tom from Delroy was one of the first people to respond and say, what can I do? How can I help? And has been super um, involved uh, throughout the process. So thank you, Tom and the uh, Delray team for just getting on board with this on day one. Yeah, it's an amazing. Um, we're going to have a silent auction featuring some um, incredible pieces of art. Um, I got my eye on a few of them. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to leave this thing broke if I'm not careful. Um, and a big thing, this is the first time I've gotten to talk about this. So Tashi Station Radio exclusive. Uh, we've got four tickets to see a taping of the Conan show. Yeah. That's going to be available as part of our silent auction. So if you're going to be in that area and uh, want to go see the Conan show tape live, which I know a lot of people do, uh, that is going to be an item available in our silent auction. And uh, also for folks who come to Orlando often or – um, are in Orlando permanently, like some of y'all I know that happen to live there, um, we are going to have a raffle for two Disney Park Hopper Passes. Yes. That's going on during the party. And I don't know how many people have just bought Disney tickets, but I did about a week ago. Um, so the ability to win some for a very small raffle ticket is pretty extraordinary. We are super thankful to the cast member who made that possible for us. 
Yeah, yeah and uh, you can buy your Disney tickets at any time. <laughs> so, and it's going to be the same price no matter when you buy them. So, hold off on buying your tickets. Uh, if you're coming, if you're doing a little vacation add-on on your celebration stay, come to our gala and potentially uh, get a pair of tickets for uh, at raffled or raffled to you, uh, and uh, save yourself a little awesome. save yourself a little bit of money just yeah. by uh, just by uh, winning a pair of tickets uh, that we've got. We've also we got are going to have uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, yeah. fan art. Um, I've been working with a fan artists and pro artists alike um, for them to donate uh, pictures of Leia, arch of Leia and Car- or Carrie Fisher. Um, and so the goal is to have like basically a gallery of fan art that you can bid on in a silent auction and hopefully take home some really awesome uh, pieces of art. I've seen some of them that people have sent me PDFs and they're really, really good. Um, if you are a fan artist or know someone who is a fan artist, please have them contact me. Um, the, the blog email, Nancy at Tashi-Station.net. Um, and I'll get them all the info so they can, if they would like to donate a piece, uh, you know, we would be greatly, appre- we're greatly appreciative of everything ever do you, anyone wants to donate to us to the cause that is very true yeah Uh, we are going to have some programming on our stage that's going to include comedy by steel saunders who some of you are familiar with he's pretty hilarious yes um we are going to have a discussion on carrie's mental health advocacy and the hole that is going to be in that space of the world now that carrie is not there to fill it and what we can all do as fans of carrie's as a tribute to her to continue her work in mental health advocacy. Um, and we're going to conclude the night with like the super mega ultimate podcast of awesome, where we've got representatives from many different podcasting networks coming together to talk about Carrie and fandom and star Wars and probably drop a lot of F bombs because it is very much a, what would Carrie do situation (laughs) on the stage at that point. Um, and, uh, the best part about all of this is that, we are raising money for an amazing charity. Um, the Midnight Mission is an organization that Carrie held very close to her heart. They provide paths to self-sufficiency for people who are struggling with mental illness and addiction and homelessness. Um, and when we were looking for a charity partner, we noticed that of the charities Carrie was devoted to, and she was one of the most generous people that you could ever hear of. Um, when she booked the new star Wars movies, her response was that she was excited to have all the money to go buy presents for people. Um, that's what she wanted to do with her star Wars salary. So she gave away tons of money and she's been given a lot of awards for that. And, um, of her partner charities, this one was not getting the attention that some of the others were. Um, so we reached out to them and they immediately, even though there were holidays and, email trouble for a minute. Uh, they were super excited to work with us and, uh, we are hoping to raise just a ton of money in Carrie's memory to uh, give to this fantastic organization. Yeah. And if you are unable to come to celebration, um, but you still want to participate in the event, we have a PayPal, um, link that you can donate. Um, 
That is uh, paypal.me slash drowning in moonlight. Yeah, so if you're unable to come to Celebration or you're unable to come to the event itself um, but would still like to donate, um, anything you can donate would help us, you know, recoup our our costs for the gala and also, again, help us raise as much money as we can. Anything above what our costs are are going to charity you know make that clear we are we are getting nothing out of this other than doing other than doing doing the gala we want to do it we want to you know raise money for a good cause and that that's what we're getting out of it nothing else yeah so. we get to go to the party too and we get to pay for tickets just like everybody else and <laughs> buy drinks just like everybody else. Um, the party is a dress up or dress up party, which means you can get all fancy up in your ball gowns and tuxedos, or you can come in uh, your favorite cosplay. We're saying a uh, black tie optional cosplay, strongly encouraged. Um, but also if you're just going to come straight from the convention and you're in jeans and a t-shirt, we are not going to stick a blazer and tie on you at the door. Yeah, absolutely. We, we might stick some city restaurant. We might throw we some glitter on you. you. Yeah. We might so yeah. throw some glitter. We'd love to see you in your <laughs> fandom finest, be that your ball gown, your Disney bound, your amazing stormtrooper armor, but come as you are. Carrie certainly would not have given two tenths of a damn what you were wearing to her party no no and yeah i mean we know we know a bunch you're coming to celebration you're here on vacation you're not exactly thinking formal you wear, don't so have a lot of luggage space you, we understand it, it, don't feel like you have to go out of your way we just want you to be there as the most you possible mm -hmm. we just want absolutely. you there we just want you there we just want you there yeah. yes absolutely we just want you there um where was I going with this? There was something. Oh, you know. do not have to have a celebration badge to no, attend. No, no. Oh, that is a uh, very good point. There are plenty of people that are in the vicinity that have asked this question. So I'm saying it out loud here on Tashi Station Radio. You heard it first. Um, <laughs> we are not requiring a celebration badge to attend the event. The ticket is separate. And um, if you are local to Florida and just want to drive down for the evening, we would love to have you. So don't think that if you're not going to celebration or if you don't have a four-day pass that – we don't want you because we do. Yes, we do. Definitely. Um, yeah. Like we said, we want everyone to come no, no matter what. <laughs> Unless That's you are under 16 because we don't we you know how Carrie was. <laughs> um, yes. And that's. Um what the event's going to be that's like. That's the vibe we're going for. Yeah. A few of the things that we are, in fact, able to promise um, include F-bombs. So mm -hmm. this is not a child-friendly event. We, um, we can... Although your service dog is absolutely welcome. Yes. Yes, we will have a special um, Gary Fisher section for service animals. <laughs> Yes, the Gary Fisher Service Dog Lounge, where we'll make sure there's a water bowl. <laughs> Gary Fisher um, Lounge. And a, and a little place to rest for your furry friend. So if you are a person who brings your service dog with you places and you're wondering, because it's poolside, if the dog is allowed, yes, bring the dog. We all love the dog. Just don't let the dog jump in the pool. At all. They probably wouldn't right? like service that. Service dogs shouldn't do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. True. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're covered there. Come as you are. Uh we really are not picky on who shows up. Just be aware that we've said that this is a uh, 16 and over event uh, because it will be, we can guarantee this, uh, be delightfully vulgar. Vulgar, <laughs> vulgar and uh, yeah, vulgar. 
And inappropriate, vulgar and inappropriate. And Carrie would probably be really thrilled that I just used those two words to describe a party in her honor. And um, while the party is not going to necessarily be political because we're going to be honoring Carrie Fisher, I do just want to make a statement because I've seen a lot of people say lately that um, all the Princess Leia signs at the Women's March on Washington were disgraceful and Carrie would be ashamed. And it's like, listen, guys, if you didn't know what Carrie Fisher was like... Um, I don't yeah, know what to tell you. people had never spoken to her. <laughs> yes. Carrie would have printed them out and handed them out herself. <laughs> she would have. Uh, Carrie would have been at the march herself. And they and she would have been glitter bombing people. Like she would have. So, um, yeah, just so, yeah, just just for just for the record, um, yeah, <laughs> we can't promise anything. Yeah won't be said political and if you are offended by that we apologize <laughs> right right well we're, i'm going to apologize for all of the offensive words now and just get that out of the way because there will be there will be f-bombs i actually make it a policy in my life to try not to swear because i coach youth sports and i have a three-year-old and i don't want to be the one teaching young people um swear what these words. words are so i'm actually rehearsing my F-bombs in advance of this <laughs> to make sure that I can be the stage hostess that Carrie would want because I think if my mouth was too clean, she will haunt me. <laughs> yeah, and um, we we don't have the participants finalized. We do have a list of people that we have in mind to come on our big podcast extravaganza. Um, people from all different podcasts and networks can, across fandom. Can we can we announce who's hosting this show? Uh, we can say, uh, you know, granted, everything, um, you know, goes according to plan that uh, Amy Radcliffe um, will be one of the moderators. I think I'm also moderating. Yes, you are. You are. The, you are actually. <laughs> yeah, a okay. Got okay. Well, I. No one cares about me, but Amy is a celebration stage host, um, and. So we are, you were so glad to have her with us. Yeah, um, Amy, Amy came on board early on and she, was very, uh, very supportive and She excited. will be exhausted from hosting her stage all day and talking all day. And she She's still turning right jumped, around and coming to host. Yeah, host she jumped the, at the, show. she jumped at the chance and was like, yes, for Carrie, I will, I will do anything. So gra granted, everything works out and she's not busy elsewhere that is the we plan. we should have the stage show starting late enough in the night that uh, she'll be able to uh, come on over after uh, she finishes up her rehearsals for the next day and will be hosting this show which we are very excited and happy about yes um we've got a bunch of other people hopefully will be joining us uh big names in star wars podcasting it will be a great time and big we're also names, particularly big women's names yes. in Star Wars podcasting. Carrie was an unapologetic feminist um, and loved to see women taking leadership in fandom. So we are honoring that by trying to invite the most prominent, most outspoken female podcasters that we can get our grubby little mitts on <laughs> to take part in this. It's not going to be all women. I mean, there are plenty of fellas who have voices that should be heard also. Carrie but liked, we are, we Carrie are certainly men. going to have a... <laughs> lady led lineup <laughs> yes have we left anything out i think we've talked about uh, it. Yeah, let me 
look at the one um, sheet Yes, ab- actually. The, the big thing is that you can get tickets by going to drowninginmoonlight.com and clicking oh, the link there. Yeah. Or directly to eventbrite.com slash drowninginmoonlight. Again, Brian mentioned if you're unable to join us for the event, but you'd like to contribute anyway, that link is paypal.me slash drowninginmoonlight. And if you, and you can follow us on Twitter at Carrie Gala. Or uh, you can tweet at any one of us because we're all on the committee and, we, and we're happy to answer questions. Mm-hmm. And we have a Facebook event page as well. Um, if you search Jarning and Moonlight on Facebook, you can find that. Um, and I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, yes. If you are um, someone who would like to contribute, um, if you have... If you have a like a raffle prize or yeah, what if, you think would be a good door prize. If you've got art, if you work at someplace cool, like, I don't know, Electronic Arts or Microsoft or, or Sony or yeah. Disney. <laughs> Amazon. Amazon, uh, Universal, and you have the ability to uh, contribute something you might be a, think uh, would make a great raffle or auction prize, get in touch with any one of us. Yes, we great. We, we would gra- love that. Greatly appreciate anything. Um, the the Conan tickets were literally someone um on Twitter who had been following it on Twitter and said, you know, I I work for the Conan show. I'm you know this is a great idea. Uh, we're gonna get you tickets, and we were like, what? What? Oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> And um, if you are concerned that your employer makes charitable contributions differently, please reach out to us. We have the ability with our charity partner to uh, provide tax deduction letters. So don't be shy about using your corporation's charitable giving program mm-hmm. um, because we have the ability to to issue receipts for that. Yeah. And the midnight care, the, uh, you know, Carrie was really and she loved the midnight mission and it's. Um, its goals. Um, so hopefully we will be able to raise a lot of money for that charity. I think didn't they? I I, I heard that they actually honored her last year uh, with a gala. So kind of we're following in the footsteps, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Katie at the Midnight Mission has been super great with us. And uh, like I said, anyone who is concerned about going to their corporation. Uh, we are absolutely able to provide those tax letters. Yeah. So yeah, don't ab- let that stop you. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you've got anything and you want to contribute, uh, just get in touch with any one of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll hook you up. We'll get you the info you need. And we'll we'll get all that squared away for you. Yes. And meanwhile, please visit our website. Look at, uh, look at who our sponsors are. Look at who our partners are. And uh, buy your tickets. And uh, we we should also say that uh, we're only really two weeks into this being live, and everything you've heard now is just what we've squared away at this point. We're going to be adding stuff to this event constantly up to the day of uh, celebration. Yeah, we've got two and a half months left, so... The list of people who we have invited who are still up in the air, so I can't say their names, is long. Mm-hmm. It's really long, and it includes some really amazing people. Yeah. And the list of things you can bid on in auction or get as a raffle prize, that's still that's going to be growing constantly. Yeah. And of yeah, course- We haven't even figured out what the snacks and drinks menu is going to be, other than a very, very few particular things that we were all like, yes, we must have. <laughs> so- 
Stay tuned here on Tashi Station Radio and at drowningandmoonlight.com. We will continually update you with what the plans for the evening are going to be and how much just more awesome this is going to continue to grow to be. Yep. So much glitter. So yeah, so we much are, glitter. We are so grateful for everyone who has been donating their time to help with the gala. Um, you know, everyone is putting in so much effort to make this be the best event it can be. And um, everyone who has already bought tickets, thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone who's already donated, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we're hoping that this event is. Uh, just as amazing as Carrie was. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's impossible. But That's true. It is I, impossible I, because Carrie was I, the best. <laughs> I sure hope that we, we throw an event that's worthy of her um, and that celebrates her in a way that she would enjoy. Um, it's not going to be too somber, although I guarantee you I'm going to cry like a fool more than once. Um, yeah. My, my glitter eyeliner will likely be running down my chin. <laughs> One of um, Carrie's favorite quotes was, if my life weren't funny, it would just be true. And that's unacceptable. That's so unacceptable. we are hoping to live so. up to that. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going to dance and we're going to laugh and we're going to say swear words really loudly. Um, we're going to drink and we're going to carouse and we're going to say some more swear words. Um, Talk about how handsome Poe Dameron is and how his parents ooh, made it lolly. so well. <laughs> I wish there was a way we could play like Carrie interviews in the background. Like her, her Good Morning America interview was is one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> was that the congratulations on the sex one? Uh, no, it was when she was like, "Let's talk about the way. How how do you look the way that you yeah, do?" Yeah, that, that was the one. Oh, yeah, she's like, "What yeah. what?" And she's like, "Well, I put some music on." She goes, "What music makes this worthwhile?" Please tell me. <laughs> And when Gary was falling asleep in the interview. <laughs> yes. Okay. When Gary fell asleep in the chair. Yeah. That's true. Also the um, red carpet uh, uh, during the Force Awakens premiere with uh, Andy and Anthony Carboni <laughs> interviewing that was Carrie awesome. and Billy and Oscar. And it was she they that gave Carrie cool. Oscar's questions and let her uh, ask him questions. <laughs> That was pretty incredible. Um, although I will say one of my favorite Carrie moments ever, um, it was just this like perfect synergy, was when she and Tom Hiddleston showed up together to the White House Correspondents' Dinner right after Claudia Gray had said that Ransom Castrofo in her head was Tom Hiddleston. I know. <laughs> and uh... so Claudia Gray is going bananas on Twitter, and Carrie is like sending her snarky pictures <laughs> It was amazing. That was amazing. Her selfies from Nerd Prom will forever be one of my favorite episodes of tweeting of her whole life. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah. Any any last things we need to get in on the gala before we uh, sign off here? Buy tickets. Come to it. Yep. Drowninginmoonlight.com. Uh, you can get your tickets there. Uh, it is $45 for a single ticket, $75 for a couple tickets. Uh, so, and that is a, that is an early bird special, by the way, that $75 for a couple is going to go away. Yes. yes. So if you, if you are a hundred percent sure that you and a friend are coming or even 50% sure that you'll have an additional person with you, it is probably worth it to buy your couple's ticket now. Mm-hmm. Before that $75 deal goes away. Uh, have we decided when that's going away? 
No, it's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> oh, so got to get on it. Yep. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap up there. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for uh, coming on and talking about uh, talking about the gala. Thank you for having me. I've had to keep things like the Disney tickets and the Conan tickets all close to my chest here for a couple of weeks. And it's nice to be able to tell people. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, hey, where can we I don't find... like secrets. I know. Uh, we've got so many amazing things for this that are uh, being planned right now that we're just waiting on kind of final authorization on before we can tell you. It's just like Lucasfilm. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. That's us. We're so Lucasfilm. Yes, we are so Lucasfilm. <laughs> but... Yeah, stay stay tuned. You really are going to want to come. It's going to be a great, fantastic night. And what better way to start your uh, celebration weekend than with a vulgar, uh, a vulgar memorial gala in honor of our favorite space princess general? Yes. Amen. All right, uh, Amanda, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Amanda the Ginger or. Uh, my articles and news and opinions at Tashi-Station.net. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and sign off there. This episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and you, our Patreon subscribers. On Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore station. It's the official show account. You can find Nancy with Nancy Pants, Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook, we're the Tashi Station Network. We are available on the iTunes Store and Google Play and Stitcher. If you like what you hear, do leave a review. It helps us grow the show. Uh, you can find our columns, news, and other podcasts at Tashi station.net Thanks for listening to another episode. We will catch you all next time. So long. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Giraffe Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters.